Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. We did it. And yeah, we're having a bit of uh, trouble starting because, you know, uh, mistakes, laughing, but you know, we are here now live. And so first of all, if this is your first time listening, what we always do is I bring a quote, Tiago brings a quote, and then we just talk a bit about, um, you know, those quotes and that's how we go. And for today, I bring here a quote by Mark Twain. <clears throat> and the quote is, worrying is like paying a debt you don't owe. And I find this quote, just closing here the window, I found it very, not interesting, but very relevant because, you know, um, there's some days, you know, where I was worrying a, a bit more about certain things and being more worried. But then, and of course, you know, you're not never going to control those feelings to a certain extent. You can't just say, yeah, let me not worry anymore. And, you know, that, that's usually not enough to do it but i think realizing that having that worry changes nothing of the outcome because you know let's say even there's a certain date where you know that you're worrying about all oh, this thing is going to come regardless of what's going to happen then you still have these days to enjoy and a lot of times it's very easy you know as i was experiencing to just you know not enjoy them just be like worrying about that and every moment you're thinking about that you're never really doing what you are doing you're doing it but then you're also thinking about this thing and letting it consume all your you know all your thoughts all that time and to a certain extent even though i know you know not, not in all situations it's like saying like oh let me not worry i think really understanding that at least it's a big pressure out of your quote-unquote your shoulders my shoulders because it really allows to you know not to be less responsible not to care or to do more about the situation but to kind of release all that anxiety and all that when you're not focusing on it. Not to say you're going to work less towards it, not going to say you're going to put less of an effort towards it, but it's going to mean that when you're not doing so, you're actually fully doing, you know, whatever else you're doing and you're not, you know, stressing about it. Of course, to a certain extent, it's never like, you know, you're never always going to be able to just say it like, ah, let me not care about it and you don't care. Um, however, you just want a great quote putting it like that way because... It really is, um, and, and there was even a, a better one, I think, um, I had it. it, it was by Seneca, but it was, um, okay, uh, the future, okay, I don't remember, I'll search it while mm -hmm. I'm not speaking, but, but yeah, it's really, because by doing so, it's like, we're forgetting that the present actually exists, the moment you're living in is happening right now, and if you don't take it now, then it's gone, if you're just focusing on that future one, which will arrive regardless or not, of what are you worrying, of what are you focusing on those emotions on it. So it's really just a good reminder to, you know, not put all your thoughts and effort, not effort, but not all your thoughts into that future occurrence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to hyperventilate and always be thinking about some future scenario that may not happen, you know, like most things in your life, what we are expecting doesn't really happen sometimes. And it's like, I guess, like the quote says, you're paying a debt that's, even yours and you don't even know if you like if you need to pay it it's yeah it's strange it, it's, to, to some extent you need to worry because it's one of those emotions that tells you what you are doing wrong sometimes you know if you're like let's say you're in school and you're worried about leaving uh, a work that's due tomorrow yeah you need to worry because well you need to do it and you didn't do it but some that's not the case i think i don't think that's most of people's worries most worries are like abstract things that people can't really put into thought, but they're all they're always in the back of our mind. Like, what will the future be like? 
will I get this job? Will I be able to do this thing? Will I be able to make money and be fulfilled? And all these things that are like out of our control in the very in the future way we're thinking about it. It's, it's in our control to the extent that we can do things in the, the our day-to-day to eventually build a foundation to get there. But worrying about such abstract things really, I don't think, brings any purpose because it, it only makes it... Sometimes, like in my personal experience, it just makes it more difficult to actually do things. Yeah. Because you spend more time worried about future scenarios than actually... Because you, the truth is, if you're doing productive things, you're not worried about anything. You're just kind of in, in the flow and you're doing things and you actually you are feeling accomplished by doing things that you, that need to be done and are kind of hard and you're doing them. So and when you're do when you're being productive and living a good life and doing good things for yourself, you're not actually worried. It's only when you're like, it's the end of the day. Maybe it's one of those days where you did nothing, you know. We, we all have them. Sometimes you just like, you wake up super late, you immediately grab your phone so you feel shitty in the morning and then you are super tired because you didn't sleep well and then you just go like watch videos and you know it's just a completely bad day yeah. it's in it's in those days that we get really the feelings of worry because we overreact as humans you know we we in that moment like that day for us it's like all that exists we forget about all the other days <laughs> yeah. the good things yeah and then it's like oh, i'm a piece of shit I, I i failed this and but it's like okay but you failed one day and what about the other days and even if this is like your normal life, like if you're in a point in your life where you are doing like productive things every day and you feel like you're wasting time, give yourself credit for some of the good things you have in life because there's always something good you have, you know. You always have at least one good habit in place. Yep. Maybe it, it can be it can be as small as like just maybe if you wake up and drink a cup of water, you know, that's good for you. And you could not be doing that, you know, but you are doing yep. that. Or it can be being nice to people, you know. If you're being nice to people on a regular basis, it's a huge win, you know. Totally. There are most people aren't that nice to random people. So if you're doing that, you're already winning. If you have the point is you always have something to be to feel grateful for and feel like, yeah, I did this thing. So you have worth. You always have worth despite where you are right now. And that's not to say that you should ignore where you are right now and not worry. But put it into context, you know, worry, but worry only to the extent that you can fix something. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe like, let's say you're overweight. You need to worry about that because it's, it has health consequences and even mental consequences. But so you worry about that, but only worry if you're like going to, not only worry, but worry about it and do something about it. You know, start living a healthier life, exercising, moving more during the day, yeah. eating healthier. And that's, and that kind of justifies your worry. And your worry naturally disappears because you're doing things to solve it. But don't go worrying about like, let's I give you a d- dumb example, but don't worry about winning the lottery, you know? That's completely out of your control. Yeah, Why would yeah you like worry being about... anxious, seeing the numbers, stuff like that. I, yeah. I think here as well, I mean yeah. more in the sense yeah. of, um, because because I think you can also be worried in a, a more positive sense, even if you're being productive, you're doing these things, and let's say a, a big event's coming up, like a, a, a big presentation or at work or something like that, where, You've been putting work, but there's still that worry there. I think, you know, I think here there's really no alternative but to be with oneself, just to meditate or to journal and to, in a sense, just come to terms with those feelings. Because, and here I feel like it's really when it comes to play that it become it needs to be a, a practice of somewhat, uh, not of somewhat, of, of consistency. Daily, I would say daily, weekly, I would say it's a bit too far in between, of dealing with those things. Like, I can tell the example of when I, before I started to meditate uh, many years ago, uh, 
I was much more worried about everything. Everything seemed of so much more importance and of well, what, what are people going to think? What is going to be the result of this and that and da, da, da. And just by doing that process of, you know, essentially being with myself and dealing with those things, not only do I better deal with those things, but I, you know, you get to know yourself better by doing it. You get to, to realize what actually is causing that. What it, and to see this feeling of worry or fear, or whatever the negative feeling may be, for what it actually is and not for what it seems to be. Because I feel like so often it can seem to be something that it's really not. It can be disguised as, you know, maybe, you know, you have all this, um, oh, I'm so worried about, the, let's say, the perfectionist sense of, let's say, oh, I'm worried about this project, how it's going to be, how it's going to be. When in reality, you're not worried about the project itself, you're just afraid of rejection or you care too much about what others think about this, for example. Um, but I think one can only know that if you do that consistent work of, because it's not something that happens from one day to the next. You, you don't even notice it happening. I would say it's like, it's like when you, you're more there, you, you recognize and you look back and you recognize like, oh, there's been this progress made, but it's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not something that, you know, just goes from one day to the next. And, and that's why I think as well, it's so, yeah. you know, it can be so easy to overlook, be like, ah, I'm not going to do it today. Ah, I'll do it next week. because. You know, because you don't notice it from day to day, it's very easy to overlook those days. Uh, I, I just want to see here another quote that I, I remembered, which is, I believe by Seneca, which is the man or women for the case, uh, let's say the person who puts the fine finishing touches on their lives every day, don't need or doesn't need to worry about the future. Mm, yes. And a certain extent is that, but, but you know, that's only going to be seen in the long term if that consistency is maintained of doing that. I'm not going to say every day because we're all human, but for most days. That quote, now that I, you refer it, is one of like, I think most, comes the most close to describing like a perfect life for me. It's like, if you actually, everything, yeah. if every day you are doing like everything you want to do in the sense of like your tasks, it's hard for me to imagine a better life. You know, if you're always putting the finishing pressures on your life every single day, yeah. like every single day, that for me comes as close to perfect as it gets. It's not going to be perfect because human beings aren't hardwired to grasp perfection in their lives, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, if you're doing that every day, you know, it, actually achieving what you're setting out to achieve, I don't think that's going to be a battle. And like you said, if you're doing that, there's not much room for worries. But bringing it back to reality, most people aren't doing that and will never do that. So yeah. <laughs> what, what do you need to do there? Yeah. I think it's going back to the topic of, of meditation. Like you were saying, it's one of those things, like it's, like, it's like an investment. When you're investing, at, at least if you're doing it properly, like in, you're not going to get it from night to day, you know? You, yeah, you exactly. can get it with like an amazing act of luck, but most likely it's going to be a long process, you know? You're, gonna, you're not going to totally. gonna sit there every day looking at the, the stocks, like, has it gone up yet? Has it gone up yet? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do that, but that's a recipe for disaster, you know? The same, with, the same thing with meditation. You're not going to be always questioning yourself like, oh, am I better yet? Am I more calm now? Am I more like present now? That's not how it works, you know. It, you just you put in the investment and it pays off. And it's even better than money because it pays off faster, you know. It's not, it's not like years and years. It's like months, you know. You meditate regularly for one month, two months. And yeah. all of a sudden you look back and it's like, wow, I'm really more tranquil and my life's have a lot more peace to it and, and more kindness and I'm more present and I'm able to give more of myself to the others. And it's those like kind of lame things that people don't think about, but you know, yeah. they, they are there and they are what make you a good person and make you better to be 
uh, around their people and that actually make people want to be around you and actually motivates people to become better human beings you know it's it's kind of like those things that it's kind of like Jordan Peterson has a quote that says like you are not only responsible for yourself but inadvertently you are responsible for others because your example leads others and that's not to say that you're responsible for other people's lives but you are an influence and if you can't do it like obviously you should always do it for yourself and think about how it's going to improve your life but there's also at least for me there's like extra motivation thinking about how my example how my life will influence yeah. others lives at least certainly absolutely and i think we can move over to your quote all right with that so i'll mind. read it uh okay so it goes a man can fail many times but he isn't a failure until he begins to blame somebody else this quote is by john burroughs i think this is something we haven't talked about in a bit this is actually like taking responsibility for i think this is one of those concepts we really paid attention to when we read the book by at least for me david goggins mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. the i think the most and jocko willing also it's like yeah, the yeah. most extreme example of you taking assuming responsibility for everything that happens in your life and it's one of those things that at base like you hear it first and it's like that's simple enough you know <laughs> i think everyone knows that you should be responsible for your actions and it's like true but do you really know what that means it means like it means never complaining if, I, if you're, you're joking willing i don't think i ever heard him complain about anything yeah and it's like and it's true because if you actually adopt the mentality you can't really complain about anything because there's no point in doing it you, you're always responsible for everything that's happening to you and that may not be true you know because sometimes you some things you don't have control over. You don't have control over the weather, over like the, the, the financial market or stuff like that. But the the funny thing about it is that you can control whether or not these things influence you. And you can control yourself to think that only the things that influence me that, and that I have control over are the things that I will think about. So if you turn yourself to only think about those things, because at the end of the day, it doesn't make any sense thinking about the other things because you have no control over them. You are living a fully 100% responsible life. And that's one of the best things to do, you know. I think about my my own self, like, before I made the conscious decision of actually assuming responsibility for everything, and like the before and after, it's it's just a much better life. You know, there's not any resentment. Like, sometimes you feel resentment, but there's much less resentment. There's much more a much more feeling of secureness and and resp- and strength, you know. There's, that, that, there's strength of ad- admitting everything you're doing wrong and yeah. admitting that it stems from your own self and not from anything else. You know, if because let's say, for example, when I first thought about this, I was like playing video games all day and I wasn't doing it. I was in school and I was just procrastinating all day. And the only way to change that really, really, you have to start with saying, this is my fault. You know, no one put me in this position yep. of I'm playing video games all day. And it's like, it's not my parents. It's not my family. It's no one. It's not my friends influencing me. It's me. There comes the decision comes entirely from me. Like when I get home, I decide to do this, and it's for almost everything in your life. It's it goes like this. Absolutely. And once you actually are brave enough to assume that fact and own 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 up to it, you really that's like for me, in my opinion, that's the only way you can actually start to make a change. Totally. And and as I see it, you know, like you were saying, yeah, that responsibility is. I think you know because we, I think we talked earlier because then you know it tends to evolve. But I guess, you know, we forgot that people are at different stages, um, you know, of the journey, of course. Um, but it's definitely one of, and, and I think it starts with that. For how much I hate, you know, like mindset coaches and stuff like that, 
um, I do believe that it does start in the mind and it does start with that, you know, it, it cannot be fake. It, it has to be a very personal decision, a very emotional decision of being like, okay, I am done with, usually it's going to be, I'm done with what's happening now and I need to take responsibility for what's happening. Because until, like you were saying, you take responsibility and really say like, it's on me, like it's not going to change because if you're blaming your parents, your school, your friends, da 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 then you're always going to be expecting for them to change and not you to change. And I think like that's one of those like moments when we are really like uh, born as people or we really grow up is when we, we realize not only that we're responsible, but that we also have the power to change and that, you know, we have the results we have because we were in power or because we, with the power we have, gave ourselves those results. But we also have the, the power to change them. And... And then with maturing, I think, comes a, a very powerful thing as well. That's one of the first steps, which is actually being okay with um, embracing what actually is. Because for change to happen, first you need to embrace what actually is. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're never going to deal with it. And I was watching a podcast a few, a few weeks or last week about um, NFTs. So NFTs are like these digital pieces of art to simplify and people are buying it. It's kind of confusing. It's like a painting, but in digital form, like to simplify. It's not that, but, um, and they're going for a lot of money. And I was seeing this artist talk about it, which he's been doing like um, 3D work for a long time. And this one guy sold one of these NFTs for $69 million. And, and because this was a guy who did for every day for 13 years, he put out a new piece of 3D art every day, never missed a day, 13 years. If you go to his Instagram, you can scroll back, I believe. I don't know, 13 years, because I don't know if Instagram was back then, but he has that data log of 13 years, you know, Christmas, New Year, there was always a piece of art from him, and which is fucking impressive to start off. And then this art he sold was the first 5,000. I don't know if 5,000 is up until now, but it was just a big combination of them in, a, in like a, you know, a frame. And he sold it for $69 million. And the guy was saying that, you know, first of all, he was saying like, oh, anyone can do that skill-wise, but no one can do it in terms of consistency because only he did. But then the other thing he said, which I found very interesting because it's very rare to hear someone say, is that he was like, you know what? When I heard that, I was very jealous. I felt very jealous of hearing him do that because I also wanted it. And I felt that was so like adult because it's very hard to embrace those feelings and to actually say like, oh, I really felt yeah. really very jealous of that person. And I wish I was him in that situation because, you know, I feel it, yeah. we all feel it. But what we used to do is, and one, one yeah, we all seem to overlook or to hide in something, but it's very hard to just look at it. It's like, well, that person was better at me than this or got a better result that I actually wanted. And that just fucking sucks yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, and I feel like be becoming more adult is becoming more of that. It's just, you know, feeling that and embracing like, wow, that's the reality of things. Without having the, the straight impulse to change it or to do whatever you want to do with it, but just to, first of all, just embrace that and be like, that's what it is. Because I think a lot of problems are just, they just come from us not being able to actually accept what is. I'm just being like, okay, that's it. In that case, okay, I feel very jealous. Now, accepting that, I can choose how I'm going to live with it. I can choose to carry this forever and be resentful about this forever. Or I can let it go as well and recognize that he was better than me at this. But that's just it, you know? A life goes on as well. And, you know... Yeah. Um, I just felt like sharing that. I felt like that was, uh, I was very kind of surprised when I heard that because it was not something I was, you know, it's just very rare. It's just very yeah. rare to hear that kind of humanity that we all feel, but we're so 
you know, essentially so afraid yeah, to share. Everyone's so afraid to express yes. it. It was yeah. No, yeah, that's 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 really that's, that can only come from a person that's really at like uh, I'm not lacking the expression, but it's really comfortable in their own yeah. skin. You know, it's like I, I feel this. There's because they know that the feeling doesn't make them a bad person. We all feel yeah. all these things. You know, we feel jealousy, we feel anger, we feel resentment, and there's no problem with that. The only problem is when you act according to that yeah. emotion. You know. It's just if, if it's like if he, if he acted like if he started if he started campaigning for that guy to lose his yeah. money or something like that, you know, yeah. that's when that's when it's a problem. But like if just saying it out loud can can be healthy, you know. It's like ah, I'm really jealous of this person. But say with like a like a, a fun attitude, like ah, well, I, I guess I should, I go do yeah. something else. You know, I get I get motivated by this occurrence. I'm kind of jealous, so I'll put in more work. You know. I think any anything can be healthy if you know how to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, totally. In, like as a grown up, and if you assume responsibility for for what you're feeling, like it's, it goes back to the quote. You know, if you if you are really responsible for everything you that's happening with you, you're not afraid to yeah, admit it. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, sure, sure, I feel this. Whatever. I know it doesn't make me who I am, and it, it doesn't mean anything about me. It's like it's one of those things. Emotions they exist not like it, what you feel doesn't make you who you are. I think. It's yeah, of, it's like yeah. a kind of a misconception that most people have, and that's why most people like hide their feelings, you know, in social events and stuff like that. How many people talk behind other people's backs? You know, that can only come because they can't express what they're actually feeling at the moment, and they can't put it into a productive way that's acceptable towards in in our context of society. They, they feel the need to go behind someone's back. They feel the need to vent out with someone else. You know, why? Why, what do you gain from actually doing those? It's really, we do some, so many dumb things, weird things yeah. as human beings, you know, that we gain no value over. And it all comes from like our deep insecurities and, and stuff. It's, it's so irrational. Yeah, it's I guess that's why meditation for me is like the, the super habit that applies to everything else. It's the only thing that really allows you to like get out of your own head and be like, yeah, I fucked up here. And you are able to recognize it. And then you move on and you become a better yeah, per- person. Totally. I think it's like the the meta habit you need to have. So, for because then uh, I think then there's always that uh, if you don't deal with these things, they're always gonna they can develop and turn into this big snowball of terribleness inside of you. Because I remember the example I believe it was in the subtle art not giving a fuck, where Mark Manson says you know uh, Metallica the band they had this guitarist, um, which then just before they got very famous they kicked him out and got brought a new one. Uh, which is you know Kirk Hamlet, I think, and he's a very good guitarist. But then this other guitarist was um, I don't know the exact name, but it was the guy from Megadeth, which you know ended up selling you know millions and millions of copies, super successful by any means, uh, one of the most successful people in music of all time. Um, but he still was less successful than Metallica. And to this day, you know, there was an interview, and you could clearly see that that still kind of upset him inside. That kind of still eats away at him because he was never able to kind of let it go and to just be like okay life moves on because he really wanted to be better than them that's all he wanted he just wanted to sell more to be more famous but you know he couldn't and but he was still very he was still incredibly successful tons of fans like you know incredible but because he was still so attached to the other thing he could i'm sure he could see but at points i'm sure he was also you know absorbed by this need to be better because he never really accepted, as I see it, he never really accepted that he was kicked out or that someone could be better than him and yeah. at least at the time to replace him there. And yeah, 
Yeah, that's the weird and funny thing about humans. Like, and that's the classical, typical rich person that has everything but doesn't yeah. feel satisfied yet. And, you know, it goes to show that at the end of the day, there's not that much that you need to, to live like a purposeful life. You need like the baseline, you know, you have food, you have a house, you have like, you have enough money and financial power to like fulfill these base needs. And beyond that, you know, money doesn't help that much. Possessions doesn't help that much. It's all about, it's not all about, but it's relatively about your mindset towards these things, you know? That guy from Megadeth, he was yeah, super rich. Yeah, yeah. He was still, he still felt that he was lacking something because there was this other guy or band that was richer than him or, or more famous. Like if you, it's, it's strange because it's the same thing as like a person like from middle class looking up at the rich people and being like, ah, yeah, yeah. but they have that. And so when I have that, I'll be happy. It's like, it's, you know, I'm not saying that you should be satisfied with where you're at financially because I think you can do it in such a way that it's healthy for you. But don't expect it to change that much, you know. It's going to give you like fun opportunities in life, you know. Maybe you're going to go on a boat ride and, and have a jetpack, whatever, whatever rich people do, you know. But, you know, that's, those are fun experiences. I'm not taking any way, anything away from them. And you can go on vacations and afford good things and make a good positive impact in, in other people's lives. But like at the end of the day, it's still going to be you in your own skin. It's, it's like, think what you're feeling right now. I, and I, I'm assuming you're not in like this extreme scenario of your life where you're feeling really down. If, if you're like most people right now, you're feeling like average. This is what you will feel even if you achieve all those things, you know, after like one year. If you win like an Olympic gold medal, after yeah. one year, you still feel the same. It's not, it's like the, the, the human race, it's kind of like a, an, an hamster running in the, in the, the ball. You're always going to be in a kind of this baseline level of yeah, we always whatever adapt. you're feeling yeah, right now, you know, normal. Kinda... <laughs> yeah, you're always going to adapt and come back and... to it. <laughs> so, you know, are. that's like the only option we have is, the only option we have is accepting that and embracing that that's going to be life. And then, in the meanwhile, you do good things with yeah. your, your with your day, and you help people do good things, and you yeah. and you do good I things. I think it's always realizing that the best place and moment to be at is right now, you know, because because that's all at the end of the day that you actually have, yeah. and you know you gotta enjoy that while you can, because eventually we all gonna die. Yep. So, so I think we Sorry. can end on that. This was a searching for meaning podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.